And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We're thinking about getting a Beedrill. A great choice. Ah, Beedrills. America's Dodge. They're always on the Joe, ready to challenge you to a game of touch of war. They may be known for their happy Joe lucky demeanor, but these little guys have a jiff for mischief. They ging up the iceberg's lettuce in your garden. Beedrills, dust jet one already. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Would you like to see my passwords? I feel like everyone's always looking at my passwords. You just never know. You just never know. My passwords are always... Everybody can see passwords. <laughs> Two I'm just worried. I'm just worried. Everybody should be worried. Immediate left. It's the bearded one. Matapsha <laughs> Hotboy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. Hey, the Beagles got me weird. Okay. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, making the magic happen, Super Producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. I thought you were accusing us <laughs> no. of like spying or leaning over and looking at your laptop. I'm well, like, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. <laughs> You just mean... I'll show you. I'll show you, you my passwords. You just mean... Uh, I just mean the, the collective, in, in the, the ether. Internet. Yeah, the yeah ether. we're always sharing our screens, presenting our screens. <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Uh, get those likes up. Comment away and subscribe if you haven't already. And send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. Best way to email them in or tweet them in at nodunksinc, I-N-C on the end. We're going to hit the beach today. Some great tweets uh, sent in yesterday, so we got uh, four or five fun questions to tackle. Before we get into last night's games, could I do a little errors and omissions from yesterday's podcast? <laughs> Let's go. I know we were fact-checking our ass off at yeah, the end of yesterday's there's show. There's more? Yeah, there's more. <laughs> I got shooed hard. Um, I said, when we were talking about Donovan Mitchell scoring 71, Yeah. I said... Wow, actually, that, that Cavs comeback it was a 21-point comeback. That was the largest of the NBA season. I threw that out there. Mm. I had read that on NBC Sports Chicago. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so I thought it was true. And I didn't fact check it myself. You know, Shu said, hashtag, well, actually, my man. No, it's not. It's not even the, the second or third biggest comeback in the NBA this season. Shu tweeted it all. The Suns won a game in which they trailed by 24 this season. It was in a game where Booker went off. Opening night, I think, for Phoenix versus Dallas, was right? Like Dallas one? got up huge and everybody was like, oh, Phoenix, you jokers. All right. Your season is over already. Game one. They came back and won. So, I do remember that so one. So the Cavs, 21-point comeback, thanks to Mitchell there, fourth biggest comeback okay. this season. There's that. So thank okay. you, Shu. Uh, and the other one... There's uh, more? Well, yeah. People in the YouTube comments uh, correct me on this one. I was saying Mitchell became the sixth player in NBA oh, history to yeah. score 70-plus points in a game. I listed Wilt, Kobe, David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, and Devin Booker as the other 70-point club members. I missed David Robinson. And I Davids. saw that in multiple spots, actually, uh, where people forgot David Robinson on this 70-point uh, club list. So, yeah, he went for 71 in the final game of the 94 regular season. One in the scoring, the scoring title. title. Yes. Yeah. So yes, there indeed. You go. Uh, so, I- David Robinson and David Thompson. Okay, you, yeah. want, you want to keep fact-checking? Let's do it. <laughs> I said uh, Luka Doncic had 250, 50, and 50. People came at me and said, no, it's 228. It was just the wrong games. He did have a 250, 50, 50, but it was the five previous games minus that one game. So it's still there. Also, You're fact-checking the fact-checkers. Yeah, I'm yeah. fact-checking the fact-checkers who fact-checked me. <laughs> also, check the facts. The last two-minute report came out for Bulls versus Cavs, and you guessed it. It's a lane violation. Yeah. yeah. Obvious lane violation. Donovan Mitchell scored 56 points. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm else. glad, though. I'm glad th- there was a lane violation. Because if the refs called that, well, that would called, be a violation on the refs. They called two. <laughs> you call that they at the last. two on Alex Caruso yeah, that they game. Did. They did. Two. Missed the biggest one wow. of the game, though. Tony Brothers, too exciting. I liked it. Yeah, he wanted a close <laughs> yeah. game. He wanted a close game. Something else we said on yesterday's podcast <laughs> came true last night. I said, somebody's going for 50 again. 
Just look at last night's schedule. Mm, pick, there we go. Pick somebody in one of those games. Pick a superstar, and they're going for 50. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Skeeter Domus. Uh, Giannis dropped a career high. Career high, 55 yeah. points uh, as the Bucks. Led by Giannis there, stopped the surging Wizards, snapped their five-game win streak. We had a blast watching this one on playback last night. Thanks to everybody that joined us. Um, but, wow, what a performance from this guy. We watched Giannis score 55. Kind of surprising that his career high was only 52. Maybe it's because everybody's dropping 50 these days. Maybe because he dropped 50 to punctuate an NBA Finals championship in Game 6. So you'd think that in a regular season, he'd drop more than 52 is what he had prior to this game. Mm-hmm. But it felt clear to me, all this love going around for Donovan Mitchell and Luka and even Jokic. Yeah. And Giannis wanted to say hello. <laughs> uh, he, he was pretty demonstrative. Uh, he was. At uh, the, the end of the fourth quarter there to get to 50, to get to 55. A lot of, I think it was a where are my flowers situation. Uh, Don't forget about me? Yeah, a bit. In Greek. Nice. Um, JD, you good with that? What? JD knows Greek. He knew ex- exactly what? what I was saying. What? I, I had to think about it for a second. What Luluvia mean? What yeah, what where, flowers? Where are my flowers? Yeah, bang. Hey, are bang. any of your you passwords in Greek? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Anyway, um, so there are so many damn people at the MVP table, mm-hmm. and I think Giannis could be a default pick for people because he's sort of a default type of guy with with uh, basically because if you got to split hairs there's there's so many guys who are just off the charts right now yeah i think he could be a default pick when it comes to the end of the season for voters because there there's just flaws in some other guys cases and there's guys who are there for the first time like luca and tatum and uh, i think i think yanis just could be a default pick. i think there's two defaults when it comes to mvp picking it's probably going to be a one seed I think I think it's going to be somebody up high in the standings uh, after what Jokic did last year, and I think you might just go, all right. There's so many guys here. I'm going to go with somebody who's won it before, and you could say that Jokic is yeah. the default yeah. guy, but or Durant. Yeah, but that's way back then. Yeah, it's a little okay. Durant's fine, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, no, but Giannis. No, I think it's I think yeah. there's a difference. I think there's a difference between Jokic because he just won it. So that's a listen. We're splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a a tiny little, uh, you know, a, a notch against him and Durant way back then. And yeah, it just could be this. It just could be the default pick for for voters. I'm saying he's tied with Luca in terms of 40 point games this season, which doesn't seem right. They both have eight 40 point games this season. It just doesn't. It seems yeah. with all the hype, yeah. it goes to Luca. So I'm just saying there's the hype train is with everybody up top, and I think. When we're talking about MVPs, I think Giannis could get it because he's just he's just the, he's the horse that keeps coming. I know Jokic loves horses, but <laughs> Giannis is the horse that is there every single night, and he's overlooked. So they might just say, "Eeny, meeny, miny, mo." That's the guy. But they have to finish high in the standings, and that ain't happening right now. Maybe he's having to do a little too much, and, and we can get to that. Yeah, fifty-five points, twenty of thirty-three shooting, fifteen of sixteen at the line, ten boards, seven assists. Um, it was sort of laughable watching this one back. You know, we were watching on playback, but there's a lot going on. We're bringing people in, talking to them. But, man, like, just the the pairing of athleticism with the physicality of this guy. Like, just going sort of, he, dig, he takes one step around the guy and then just throws his body. Kuzma, Gafford, Porzingis, it doesn't matter. I mean, really anybody in the league just goes bouncing back and you're forced to either foul him or he's then doing like uh, just a little finger roll over the front of the rim. Like time and time again, 18 to 24 in the restricted area in this game. The Wizards are just too skinny. That's what it is. Like they didn't have anybody with enough bulk to handle Giannis with a full head of steam. And that's kind of what happened in the fourth quarter. It's like Giannis was doing the math of what I need to do to get to 50 points (laughs) here. So I'm just going to grab every rebound and bring the ball up the court every single time. Maybe there will be somebody back there to sort of challenge at the rim, try and slide under for a charge, but it didn't matter because Gafford, he's like about as, like half as wide as Giannis is. Chris Stapps Porzingis, half as wide as Giannis is. It didn't matter. Brooke Lopez had a huge game, 21 and 12. Bobby Portis, 17 and 13. The Wizards are pretty softy inside. And that's not good if you're playing against the Bucks, especially when they're missing Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. They're going to try and score inside primarily to begin with, but on a night like last night when they didn't have their perimeter stars out there, it was on Giannis to keep scoring and scoring and scoring in the lane. He went 0 for 3 from three-point line. He did bank in one. With <laughs> He had 47 points, took a three because he wanted the 50, banked it in. 
but a timeout had been called, yeah. so it did not count. Uh, so the jumper wasn't there. The free throws were, and obviously nobody on the Wizards could handle that guy. So the taunt of this season has been too small, right? Tell everybody they're just too small, even if they're bigger than you, because you mm-hmm. took them into the block and you <laughs> scored over them. Do you think, Trey, we could start seeing guys, maybe like the Bucks, start going, too thin, <laughs> too, <laughs> too skinny, you're not fat enough, you ain't got the weight. Possible. Uh, we, at the very <laughs> least, I think weight room should come back. Yeah. For 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 the Bucks specifically, like yeah. get the muscles. Yeah. Giannis, mm. that guy's jacked more than anybody. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Giannis is averaging forty-seven point seven points per game, seventeen point three rebounds per game, and six point three assists per game over his last three. Now he didn't miss that one game. The last one against the Wizards uh, sat that one out. But yeah, he's putting up. He had like forty-five and twenties going, and then last night he thought he'd switch it up a bit and, and make it a fifty-five. 10 <laughs> and, and like the numbers are just unreal like uh, it's they're starting to wash over me even sure. i'll admit like with these 60 point triple doubles and guys scoring 71 and, and stuff like this from me yeah and that's why it was surprising to me that he's got as many 40 point games as yeah. luca does yeah, yeah. Uh, because every single number that he throws out there is does wash over you he's got the size uh, you can't complain if you're uh, if you're an old nba player and say oh there's no physicality in the game anymore this guy just throws, like you said, his shoulder into guys. There was even a play where he spinned around Denny Avdia, and Avdia was like lost. He was like two steps behind, not because of his size, but because of his speed. Yeah, so the, yeah. the combination is ridiculous. I did bring up whether or not Yanis is doing a little too much, and I know you've talked about whether they could just use a, a guy to create a little bit more. Yeah, a little uh, help, I think. Yeah, just to score more. Obviously, Middleton hasn't been around. Mm-hmm. Eight straight games, he's out. Is that worrisome for the Bucs? Because he didn't start the season. Uh, obviously, he was out for the playoffs. Came back, he's out. I guess if you're looking rose-colored glasses, the same, similar thing, I should say, happened to Brook Lopez last year where he missed almost 70 games to start the season and then came back in the playoffs and was fine. So hopefully Middleton can come back and then they are totally fine. Uh, but Drew Holiday coming off the bench in this one wasn't awesome. So it just feels like he's doing a little too much. It, it does feel like it's sustainable because it's Yanis Kumpo and he fought through an injury to win a title. But at the same time, he could use some help and the guys around him are older. And that's that's the worrisome part to, to some degree. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on Joe Ingles being good. He's yeah. 35. So uh, Middleton is is huge, huge for them. Bradley Beal, he did return uh, to this game last night from the Wizards' side of things. Uh, he had missed the three games prior with the hamstring, and then he left because of the hamstring issue. And this one um, had eight points before he didn't play in the rest of the second half. And so that's a lingering thing here. And he sounded frustrated. He even dropped uh, the usually – one of my best abilities is availability. Ooh. And he, he even, said that? He said that. And, uh, you know, he's, he's struggling with that because he's, he's trying to play through this injury and then it flares up. And, uh, you know, we'll get to Zion a, a little bit later in this show with yeah, his hamstring you're injury. Right. I, did, I did a control F. I see it on The Athletic. It's Come frustrating. On. I always preach your best ability is availability. Your best ability is your availability. Bradley Beal misses games. A lot. I know. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating to hear him say that. But uh, no answer for the Greek freak. Nobody does. What about the right dunk? Now. What about the Yanis? No, the, the missed dunk? dunk? The missed dunk was phenomenal. Yeah, who's on Gafford, right? It oh. was. Uh, he was about to uh, put him in the coffin here. He, I think Yanis said that he, and, and I agree with him, <laughs> that he jumped almost too high. Because like, he just doinks it off the back of the rim. He's like, look off where he takes off first off. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, just, and it went in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he took off from the... Oh, uh, he was like, that would have been a good one. I would have been on House of Highlights. He talked about that, too. He said his wife His wife told him, you're never on House of Highlights anymore. You don't have any cool dunks. <laughs> that was on House of Highlights. <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it literally was. Point. And he had a sick windmill, too. He threw that one down. Hot take. I prefer a made dunk. <laughs> than a, than yeah, a miss? I think, I think the windmill was better than the missed dunk. Mm. <laughs> he made it. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. But he was he was like a he's not usually a, a showboater, uh, that type of guy to play up to the crowd a lot. And that, there was more of that last night. Oh yeah, he, I'm, well, I agree 100 percent with you. He wanted to let the league remind remind the league that I can go for 52. Yeah, I can do 50. He was doing like he was doing a lot of this. <laughs> 
We were prancing. It was prancing. Yeah, like a deer <laughs> move or something. Oh, a buck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he was you know, pointing at Milwaukee and all that on the chest. Yeah, he was he was fired up last night. He was going for it, I guess. He had a night off the, the game before. I guess Mariah's, uh, his wife's words uh, got to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he wanted it. <laughs> he wanted it bad. That was, that was fun to watch. Uh, let's move to the other game. Uh, last night, De'Aaron Fox scored 37 points. Huge in the fourth. Uh, bucket after bucket. Lifted the Kings past the Jazz. 117-115. Uh, Lowry Markkinen hit a long jumper. You know, was it a two? Was it a three? Where, it didn't where's really the home matter. cooking? Where's the home cooking? Yeah. Start the clock late. They well, started they, it on time. They they, they counted it. <laughs> then they looked at it, and it was reversed upon replay that it was still on the fingertips it was, there. Yeah. I mean, Indeed. incredible Indeed. shot, but, um, you know, with the circumstances there and how much time was left. But the Jazz dropped their fifth straight game with the five losses by a combined 15 points. It's tough. Wow, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That is tough. They've lost by one point, two points, three points, four points, and five points. <laughs> Not in chronological order like that, but... Nice. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you want to start with Fox and the Kings win, lighten the beam, and, and them continuing to <laughs> you know pull some of these out. He was awesome. 22 of his 37 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and he was helped out, I think, by being guarded by Jordan Clarkson quite a bit. <laughs> he just left them a couple times. Uh, the dunk was crazy. Oh. That was uh, maybe the worst gamble you'll see. On the perimeter in the NBA this season, just going for a steal, not even close, cleared the lane for Fox to go up for a dunk, but then it was like the same thing kept happening. Next time it was, uh, he blew by Clarkson again, finished at the hoop, then he blew by Markinen, hit the jumper uh, to win it there, so Fox was just, they didn't have anybody to stay in front of him, the Jazz really don't play defense. They were pretty good with regards to attention to detail early in the season. They're just losing it a little bit here. I think Will Hardy said that there's one possession in each of these last five games that if it flips the other way, they're on a five-game winning streak. That's how close these games are uh, for the Jazz right now. But great performance uh, for Fox and another great performance for DeMontis Sabonis as well. This guy's unstoppable right now. Walker Kessler, great shot blocker, and he just ate him up. He was inside his body the entire time looking like a man versus a boy out there. He's also playing through a broken thumb, right? Yes, yes. That's pretty impressive. At one point, he made 17 straight shots with a broken thumb. Pretty good. Yeah, he dominated inside uh, the Jazz... Couldn't deal with them. Uh, that, that was probably the biggest factor. They just have a, such a slim margin of error. Like you said, one play goes the other way. They get one rebound on Friday night where they gave uh, three chances to the opposing team to hit a shot. Kings. Um, same thing happened to them here last night. They had that hero game winner um, yeah. also on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it was wild. Those three possessions in the last minute, De'Aaron Fox just went off. The dunk, the mid-ranger, and then the layup when he went right past Markinen. Markinen did everything he could. He was ISO'd, a seven-footer ISO'd on <laughs> one, one of the, the fastest fast guys in the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Markinen was there at the rim. He tracked him from the three-point line to the rim. At, well, this was four seconds left for the game winner. He was there. I was surprised Kelly Olenek didn't come over to, to help, but I guess he wanted to stick with Demonte Sabonis. That's the plan, uh, but uh, you, you, just can't, you just can't do that. Although... This is interesting between these two teams. It may come down to one of these two guys not getting to the All-Star game, whether it's Fox, whoever the King representative is. Yeah, one is going to be King. there, but it, it is a tough question. Is it Sabonis or Fox or yeah. or maybe both of them? Yeah, yeah. or or Markkinen. Like it was some Markkinen could lose out because right, uh, because right. a King goes there. Markkinen threw this uh, five-game win streak, 30 points per game. He has not stopped this season. He ain't Andrea Bargnani. Uh, Andrea Bargnani's all-star case stopped, I believe, at like 28. <laughs> right when we started talking about it, yeah. I remember. Uh, so it's still going. Uh, it's still going. It would be. It would suck if he doesn't make it. And this five-game losing streak, even though it's this slim, could play a part because uh, it's tough. It's tough in the West, yeah. and, and the Kings guys are, are very deserving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this, the Kings here, too. This is their 20th win of the season. What game do you think it took last season for them to get to their 20th victory? 69. Yeah. Great. Nice. nice. 55. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so uh, not too bad, I guess, uh, when you put it in that perspective. But, yeah, so they're already 20 and 16 here and pulling some of these out. And this was on a night where, like, their bench did nothing. Like, Malik Monk had a rough, rough night. Rashawn Holmes gave him a couple turnovers and uh, a couple fouls mm-hmm. in very limited minutes. But it didn't matter when, when Fox took over and Sabonis. I mean, it feels like both of those guys are deserving. But you got to go start they going are. through all they the rosters, are. and you're yeah. like, I don't know. Does somebody get squeezed? And do they 
cannibalize each other's votes a little bit from some of the coaches. I mean, they're not starting either of them. It'd be a selection, but yeah, no. they're, they're, they're both playing at an, obviously an all-star level, and it helps that they're at least one of the, you know, they're a top, what, six team in the Western Conference? Right now, for yeah, sure. it's amazing. Uh, anything else on, on that one? They've played some entertaining games, the Kings and Jazz. This is their second one in a row that was, like, basically down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun uh, matchup. Next game, uh, this one won't take long. The Thunder <laughs> blew out the Celtics 150-117 to with no SGA. Everybody scored for the Thunder. I mean, everybody was scoring over 20 points and shooting over 50% from the floor. Uh, and it was, and you know, Marcus Smart eventually gets tossed. He's tired of getting his ass handed to him by this, uh, you know, this uh, scrappy little Thunder team here. Who just couldn't miss last night. What did you see from this one? Well, and, and maybe rewatching it this morning or the condensed well, game or whatever. Yeah, before I watched it, I wanted to harp on the Celtics for sure. I wanted to say, what is going on after that performance <laughs> on New Year's Day against the Denver Nuggets, right. where th- where they didn't hit. Uh, the Nuggets. They didn't come out physically, and Jalen Brown said maybe it was New Year's celebrations. Uh, we didn't. We just weren't physical on the perimeter, and they got to the rim. <sighs> Championship teams just don't lose two games in a row like that, like that. Uh, but even though I started with the Celtics, I'm going to start with the Thunder. Uh, I thought. I thought maybe maybe the the Celtics thought looking on the other side, that team is tiny. They they started basically six five guys uh, across the front yeah, line. Okay, see. Yeah, OKC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they went real small. Uh, other than Jalen Williams, J Dub's hair, as they call him, which you know makes him six nine, six ten. I mean, they're they're really the front line was like six five, six six. Their biggest player is point guard and Josh Giddy. So maybe they thought we don't have to be physical, we don't have to uh, protect the rim, but that's exactly what happened. OKC was so athletic at getting to the rim over and over and over again. Boston just didn't help. They just did not help whatsoever. And there just wasn't anything at the rim. That second quarter was where it got blown open. Uh, it was a 40-point OKC second quarter and then 48 in the third quarter as they continued yeah. on. I, I mentioned J-Dub. Oh, so fun to watch. Oh, I love this guy. He's fun. Great personality. Yeah. So much bounce. Uh, Trey Mann's got the wiggle to get to the rim as, as their sixth man last night. Isaiah Joe can't miss a three right now. Yeah. He's, he's on fire. He's, he's 50 of his 68 field goals this year are three-pointers. Sixers just let him go. <laughs> Where did you just come from? Where did go. you go? That's a good call. Yeah, the Sixers did let him go. <laughs> let him go. Yeah. And they needed shooters for like six seasons straight. They just let him go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we know going into OKC is not an easy win. We we as basketball sickos, we know that they're 16 and 21. They got a winning record at home. They're really really solid at home. Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't have said yesterday on playback. I said uh, we were talking about relegation and uh, teams like OKC who are are solid. Uh, and and you know I I said they're you know one of the the worst teams in the NBA. I mean they're just they're really good in a way. <laughs> you know they they can't win games, but they have so much talent across the board. They are so fun to watch. And the Celtics, I'm just, I'm surprised they took them lightly. I know Shea wasn't in the lineup, but I'm surprised two games in a row that that would happen. Yeah, I saw Adam Taylor, NBA, tweeting that the Celtics have played eight road games against Western Conference teams this year, and they're they're 500, so not too bad, right? Four and four on the road against the West, which is pretty loaded. They started with two wins in November against Memphis and New Orleans, great wins. Then they won in Phoenix, but then they lost. Their next two or three in California. But it was a tough part of their schedule. It was one of those three games in four nights. They lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Clippers. They did beat the Lakers. But now you said here in 23 tests where they've lost to the Denver Nuggets and then this like spank job here from OKC, which is the surprising one, giving up 150 points. Um, so, again, four and four in those eight road games against the West. But they're in a little... Strange little funk. Yeah. Part of the season happens to all the good teams, and I don't think anyone's going to overreact. Yeah. I'm not going to overreact, but this is more than just two straight losses. This is three losing streaks in the last month. A two-game losing streak, then a three-game losing streak, and now another two-game losing streak. Oh, that's a losing streak? Losing two in a row? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, tough. Yeah, I think it is. I think It's just they've never been the favorite in a regular season, and maybe that's affecting them to some degree. Like, they've never been a number one seed this way. I, I think it is something to worry about to some degree. I don't think champs don't do this this often. Okay. Any other thoughts on this game or the Celtics or the Thunder? 
Um, what do, what do I got thoughts-wise? I'm personally not worried at all for the Celtics. I think they're just totally bored right now. They blew the doors off the league for the first month and a half of the season. Started, what, 22-5? and five, Could not miss a three. Now they're struggling to miss threes. Uh, I think it was Malcolm Brogdon said, we saw that Shea wasn't going to play and took a big deep breath and relaxed, and we shouldn't have done that. It looked like the Celtics to the, at the start of last season where they thought they could just get by on talent, and obviously you can't just get by on talent. you got to play out there, yeah. and the Thunder came out and took it to them. The losses uh, against like the Clippers and the Warriors, the close game against the Lakers, that was without all of their starting front court, right? Like Horford was missing. Robert Williams hadn't come back yet. They were reasons for that like they went as far as they could go with uh grant williams and blake griffin playing huge minutes so i don't know to me it's just this is kind of one of the down times of the season december into january things start getting really weird you see a lot of weird blowouts when we're trying when it still seems like it's early in the season but some teams have actually gotten bad so some teams are slacking i think that's what is catching up to the celtics right now they think we are a team that went to the finals last year we've proven ourselves as one of the best teams in the league so we should be able to come in and just push over a team like the thunder you still got to play every team is good now yeah i mean okc is now 16 and 21 which is uh the exact same record as (laughs) our bulls and our raptors Mm -hmm. same as the lakers uh, probably one game behind the wolves i mean they they have sort of proven at least this season OKC has that they're not one of the worst teams you know they're not those teams with 10 or 11 wins they're a tiny step up uh and you know are knocking on a play-in uh trying to chase Utah for for a potential 10 seed so yeah they've been really fun to watch too uh and a, t- and a tough team to play like you said in the old uh what is it Paycom Center is that what it it's is? It's got now? a big ass logo on the floor. I think it's Paycom. Yeah. It's the Chesapeake to me. Paycom uh, <laughs> Center. It's Paycom. It's huge. Those are the biggest logos on the floor. I'm telling you. Paycom Center. Massive. Uh, Saw a guy made a half court shot though. Yeah, 20k he got. He knew he was gonna make it. It looked. He was like looking dead in the eyes of the announcer. Yeah. He's like, "Let's go. Let's give me the shot already." <laughs> and he switched that damn just, thing. Like, walked off. That yeah, was pretty smooth. That was smooth, man. Respect to that guy. <laughs> Teach us your ways, man. He's wearing a hat too. Wasn't wearing he? a hat. <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> Didn't even go backwards. Yeah, that's awesome. Twenty uh, k. The Paycom <laughs> living up to its name. Uh, was there a five k in Utah last night, or am I just imagining this? They said something about it on the broadcast. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, they're like. Oh, if you're wondering why the fans are celebrating, somebody just won five thousand dollars. It must have been not a half court then. Maybe it was uh, one of those. Yeah, maybe I was hit a free throw, hit a thing. I don't know. Somebody tell us in the stream team. I got some injury news to talk about. Uh, Tass, you're not gonna like this. No. Uh, Pelican star Zion Williamson. He's gonna miss at least at least three weeks with a right hamstring strain sustained in Monday's loss to the 76ers. That's the one where he like you know no contact, pulls up, starts limping off. Didn't return to that game. We thought, oh, hopefully nothing serious. This is serious enough, especially with yeah. a guy like Zion. Um, yeah, what do you think here? Ooh, uh, I think that uh, my NBA watching is it's it's hurt right now because I think he was my favorite player to watch over the first couple months because I just it's since sort of, we started yeah. this show yeah, yeah. Uh, a very long time ago. Anniversary coming up though for 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 the seventeenth the anniversary yeah, right it's around coming the corner, up. boys. Get the cakes and the champagne. <laughs> I don't think. And this isn't just hyperbole. I've never seen a Zion since we started the show, or even before. I know we've we've had a Shacker, a we've had a Barklier, uh, but uh, we haven't had a, we haven't had a Zion. Zion's different. This dude in the last month, twenty nine and a half, seven boards, five assists. That's I mean, Barkley assisted, but this this guy is five assists. Uh, he's a point guard out there. Uh, he's been my favorite player to watch, so it sucks. Uh, and you can't rush him back. We just saw what happened with Bradley Beal, and what's yeah. what's going to happen. If during this rehab, I mean, he's it's gonna take a while. He's can't run, I suppose, on hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this just hurts their postseason chances as well. They haven't played a lot together with with their starting lineups uh, at all, and so I've thought of them as a potential bubble team to be able to get to the finals. Maybe you can sneak in if if things really fall right for them. But if you have another month here in January leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, which is another thing uh, we can talk about. I think it hurts their playoff chances. I think that's where they just won't have any chemistry, really any chemistry. They've only played 10 games together. Their 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 projected starting lineup, yeah. yeah, McCollum, Herb Jones, Ingram, Zion, and JV. Only ten games together. Now, the good news is they're six and two without Zion this year. Um, this is like now his fourth different injury this season. Now he played a lot. He's played 29 of 37 games, but he missed a couple with that lower back, um, like hip contusion after that hard fall. 
uh, against the Jazz, I think it was. And then he missed three games with a right foot contusion. Then he got sick. I mean, health and safety protocols, so not really an injury. And then now this one here with the hamstring. Um, TK, can the, the Pelicans, hopefully getting Ingram back somewhat soon, can they stay around the top of the Western Conference stands? Or are we going to see them have a, a bad week two or three here and start to slide down? Doesn't take much. Yeah, it doesn't take much, and the standings are super tight, but I think they can, at the very least, stay in, like, the 7-8 to eight range at the absolute worst, especially if Brandon Ingram comes back. There were reports over the weekend that he could be coming back tonight. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll figure that out as the day goes on. But the Pelicans are a really, really deep team, yep. so, you know, as long as they're able to get one of one of these two back in Zion and Ingram, I think they can probably tread water, play at about 500, maybe win some cool clutch games or something like that as the season goes on and stay in the mix. But the problem is they're not going to be the team we want to see in the playoffs. Cause I agree with Tass. Like you need to have Ingram and Zion on the court together to figure out who's handling the ball, especially when you consider CJ McCollum, a high usage guy as yeah. well. They just need to figure out how the three of them are going to fit together and make each other better rather than it being a your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, which is probably what it's going to have to end up being for this season because they just won't have a chance really to build the chemistry. Not to mention, it's three weeks, then reevaluate. Like, this could get pushed longer and longer, and they're going to be obviously very careful with Zion because you don't want him to come back and then have to leave, come yeah. back then have to leave. Uh, so, yeah, takes a little wind out of the sails for the Pelicans, no doubt. Yeah. How many games have Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram even played together in their not career? A lot. It's not a ton. Uh, obviously, was Zion missing all of last season? And I'm sure there was some the year before that, but not a ton this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. That's a concern when you get to the playoffs. Those reps, like those regular season reps with yeah. your sort of squad. But they are a deep team. They're sort of If any team can sort of handle these unfortunate injuries, it's them just because they have a lot of good guys on that bench and get more opportunity. 4-1 and one without Zion and, and Brady. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Which is surprising, but they are really deep. And maybe they can still achieve just having some playoff experience. Like, Trey doesn't really think that they can go deep into the postseason because they've never been there before. So, at least they're if if they you know take their time with Zion, they can at least do that. You know, they can at least go get reps with a healthy Zion. I know Zion's really angry. Will Guillory of the Athletic, uh, as their beat writer, uh, continuously says. Zion just wants to be on the floor. He said, I missed so much time last year. I want to go out there. I want to go out there. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think they're going to have to hold him back. And I think they're going to have to hold president of basketball operations David Griffin back from making a trade uh, because David Griffin, he likes to wheel and deal. And I think I, 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 he, I don't think really anything would stop him from trading uh, anybody, but I, I think with the trade deadline five weeks away, even with a hurt Zion, I still think he wants to make a deal. Just still, still go for it. And they have so many parts. Uh, maybe you don't have to hold him back. Maybe you can trade everything. He's going to trade whatever he wants. Um, but I don't... Uh, Nothing is nailed down with the Pelicans. I think you can. He, they, he could deal so many players from that roster, and I think he might. I think he might still see an opportunity to go for it here. Um, five weeks. Five weeks, boys. What does this mean for Zion Williamson in the All-Star game? That's a good question. They're going to hold him out of that if he uh, is either voted in or selected. Um, probably deserving. Maybe it opens up a spot <laughs> for uh, – I mean, it's enough time away. It's yeah, like, he can still it play. five or six weeks away? Yeah. Six, yeah. But then again, reassessed after three weeks, and like, do they really want him? Maybe he might get selected and then just not play in the game. That could happen. Sure, too. that'd yeah. be disappointing. But well, we'll see. It's a, it's enough time away. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll hit the beach and read some of your tweets. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back in the Classic Factory. I'm taking Cooper's word here in the stream team, but apparently that 5K that was won at the Jazz game last night was a putting game. Ah. Yeah, not a half-court shot or even like a a layup free throw three-pointer type thing. Putting. Like what, a 10-footer? 
Cooper? Too short. Let's go, Coop. Yeah. Or <laughs> my guess, because I've seen these before, these like uh, little uh, games, yeah. like the... They do it on the floor, right? Yeah. Like the whole, Take a like chance the whole of, uh, thing give or it something. Give the floor. Yeah, I yeah, know. You gotta get very lucky. <laughs> like the length of the floor, you're saying? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Twenty Maybe plus, twenty plus feet. Okay. Oh, so that's not the length of the floor. It's a putt. It's a putt. <laughs> it's a putt on hardwood. Not easy. But uh, Steph Curry could do it in his sleep. Yeah, Steph probably does it pregame. <laughs> he doesn't get ripped like DeAndre Ayton does pregame. <laughs> nope. Uh, but you know those ones where you like use a. I think it's usually a hockey stick where you shoot it the length yeah. of the floor yeah, yeah. into a small little hole type thing. Yep. Those are fun. Can't wait for the NHL All-Star Game Challenge, uh-huh. Skills Challenge, whatever it's called, on Saturday. Remember last year they did it in the Bellagio Oh, yeah. The fountain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a blast. It's rivaling NBA Saturday night. How dare you. Yep. It's good. You should watch it. It's so good. I love it. All right, enough uh, enough ice talk. Let's get to the beach, JD. Let's do it. We're watching it on playback. The NHL skills competition. Oh, we are? <laughs> I want to watch the Royal Rumble with you guys on playback. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, fine. That'd be fun. That's I want to take a picture with a bunch of Montreal Canadiens moms with you guys <laughs> on playback. Oh, shout out to Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Uh, we were looking up the ages uh, last night of uh, Ovechkin. Only 37. Thought he was way older. Much older, seeming. And then Yarmir Yager, um, 50. Still playing in a Czech league. Scored. Getting buckets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we're on the beach. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. We are answering your questions and comments. A lot of these came through on Twitter yesterday, so thanks for sending them all in. First one from the Hoop Troop. Wants to know, which team is under the most pressure to make a move this deadline? Ooh. I like hearing the, the waves yeah. crashing up on the shore. Uh, but we're talking pressure here. It's like the opposite of pressure. Yeah, yeah, here yeah. In, here in the, the shore, the <laughs> water crashing, <laughs> lapping. Who you got? Well, I mean, I, there's a lot of teams we can pick from, but who is under the most pressure? I think it's the Clippers. This is year... Wow. Oh. They... they didn't expect the Clippers, I'm being honest. Yeah, they're uh, they're middling right now. You know, they're a mid-team, and this is year four of the experiment. They did make a conference final, but that's it uh, through this Paul George and Kawhi Leonard experiment, and it doesn't feel like these dudes are getting better with age. So I, I think they kind of have to do something. Now, when you say base- do something, you mean... Get more talent around them? Yeah. Or, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think it – not blow it up. Okay. No. But just some life support, some some backstops here because it just ain't working all that well. Now, it's going to come down to Kawhi being Kawhi. That's what it's going to come down to. But I think if you just try and do something, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to do something. I guess I'm thinking more internally – it just feels like this is their last gasp at this experiment mm. of Paul George. Because not only is Kawhi injured every single season, uh, but it feels like Paul George is. And he is in and out of the lineup. So his injuries are a concern. I hate talking about injuries. But at the same time, this feels like this is year four of four. And where does it go from here? Kawhi signed long term. I, I, I guess they're thinking still long term, but it just feels like they got to go for it. That's sort of their get out of jail free card, though, with this, right? We'll try next that year. they don't need to like make a move. There's not pressure to make another trade, even though they've done moves. Obviously, Norman Powell and stuff like that uh, last year. Um, it's like, hey, if these guys play, we're awesome. <laughs> but it turns out uh, availability is an important ability. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I, I don't know. That's why. That's why I was interested or surprised you took the Clippers. But I hear what you're saying. But they're not even that awesome. That's the thing. No, they're uh, not that bad <laughs> when they play. They're really good. The well, record is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's better than their overall win percentage. Yeah. But what team are you anyway. going with? I'm also in L.A., but I think it's the Lakers. Yeah. I think at this point, LeBron is basically saying, you better make some trades because I'm tired of balling out here yeah. all by myself. You know, he's calling, basically calling out Rob Palenka saying, I'm not here to just be playing basketball. I'm here to be competing for championships, and the Lakers are not a championship competing team right now. They looked good when Anthony Davis was playing his absolute best. LeBron... Is still obviously an incredible player, but that's it. And even if it's those two guys, they would be a scary team to face in a playoff matchup. 
but you're probably taking most of the teams that are going to actually have home court advantage rather than a Lakers team that's going to be playing through the play-in tournament once again. Mm-hmm. It would be nice for them, I'm sure, to not have to play those extra couple of games uh, and actually be able to prepare for a playoff series going forward. So I think the with the, how well LeBron is playing right now and the comments that he is saying to the media, the fact that he deleted a tweet saying, I'll never miss the playoffs again. I think he's uh, fretting a little bit here, yeah. which means there's going to be a lot of pressure put on their front yeah, office. You would think so. I, I, I think you could pick from all these teams that have disappointed so far this season. I'm talking about my Raptors, probably the Bulls, the Hawks, the Wolves. The pressure there is from the expectations. You know, A lot of those teams I just listed, most people thought would be very easily a 45-plus win team, probably a 50-win team in a lot of their cases. And they are like sub-500 teams that look bad on most nights and it's like do you need to shake it up is it just a coaching change in some situations like there's ways to go about it but I'll be pretty shocked if those four teams I listed at least one of them two of them don't make some move to uh try and turn their season around with a you know still half a season to go let's get some moves going 36 days till the deadline I think we should uh do what we thought we could have possibly been doing 11 years ago and put ourselves in a box during the lockout. <laughs> yeah. Um, and until they resolved the lockout issue, we should put ourselves in a box till there's a trade. This this factory this is isn't box. that big. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> put ourselves in a box. This is just a big a box, man. To me. I like that. <laughs> 36 days. Wow. So many teams to deal. So many. I gotta teams. be honest. I thought that feels long. Mm. I thought, yeah, I thought the deadline way. was like two weeks from now in my head. January is yeah. a long-ass month. Yeah, it it's one of the longest. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. Tied right. for the longest, so in fact. A month and change <laughs> till the deadline. The Hawks is interesting, though, because they switched their GM in the middle of the season. Yeah. Travis yeah. Schlank resigned, and now Landry Fields is the guy making the decision. Their coach wants to quit, or he doesn't want to quit. Their players like each other when they're away from the court, but maybe not playing on the court. It feels like the Hawks have so much to figure out in 36 days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they've been trying to figure out how to trade John Collins for 36 years, <laughs> yeah. it feels like. So I don't know if Landry Fields is going to finally crack the code, but the Hawks, with the way this season is going, com- combined with the way last season went after going to the conference finals, something is going to have to change, which is crazy because something has changed a lot for the Hawks in the past two seasons. Yeah. 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 It's a combustible situation. I think what also flew under the radar, yeah, Landry Fields took over the day-to-day operations, uh, but they also let go of three other front office executives Mm. uh, that Shams reported. Just didn't see that coming. Uh, The uh, senior advisor, Rod Higgins, director of pro scouting, and vice president of player personnel, Stephen Giles and Derek Pierce. They really shuffled the deck. They really uh, shuffled us. So Mid-season. it feels like things are uh, changing. Yeah. Nate is staying on. Yeah, it's it's tough because they could have easily beat the Warriors. They do play some good stretches, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not They're great stretches. They're for sure. Next one. What do you got? I got this. <laughs> Carrie says, with the Pistons, Rockets, Magic, Thunder, etc., all in rebuild mode, who do you think has the best Blueprint. Pistons, Rockets, Magic, Thunder. There is an et cetera there. Okay. Can add some more teams. Trey, which team are you going with? Who's set up uh, the best here and why? Here's my order. I'm going Thunder, Rockets, Magic, Pistons. Uh, of these okay. of these four teams yeah. that, uh, that Kerry's talking about here. I think I got the Thunder first because they got the best player. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander, that's a great start. Jalen Williams is looking like a pretty solid guy, really good cutter. I feel like he plays sideways a lot, which is pretty strange. Rather than going north and south, he goes east-west, but it works because it's such a unique thing. Last night was different. He just went down the lane like a <laughs> hundred times. I think he had four dunks in the half court, and it was like one dribble moves. Yeah. It wasn't anything spicy, but he does a little bit of everything. A nice wing guy. Giddy seems to be a pretty solid player, but I think Shea and both Josh Giddy are going to have to get better at three-point shooting for them to be a realistic combination of a backcourt. Shea's at 35%. Giddy's at 34%. League average, that's fine, but they barely take any threes. So they got to figure that out. I think the Rockets, though, as a whole, have the best collection of talent. I think they have the makings of a big three in Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Alperin Shengun. The question for them right now is when do they move off of Kevin Porter Jr. as a starter and primary ball handler? And I think they're going to need a new coach going forward because Silas doesn't seem to necessarily realize what he has in Shengun. When I, to my eyes, Magic, they need a point guard, but they might get two top 10 picks. And Detroit, 
It's all on Cade Cunningham's shoulders, really, and he's out for the season. They don't have any picks coming in or out, so it's going to be whoever they pick this season and whatever Cade ends up being. So yeah. I got them lowest on the totem pole, but they're doing all right. Yeah, all four of them, like, in terms of rebuilding, there are pieces there, like, just to add to what you're saying. With the with the Magic, obviously, Paolo looks, I mean, he's one rookie of the year basically already and looks like the real deal and a, and a guy you can, like, build your franchise around. I would add to the Thunder, who I would have number one, Again, in, in in large part because of SGA being the best player on these four teams, they have Chet Hol- Holmgren too. Yeah, <laughs> they have the number two pick, uh, who obviously not playing at all this season. We don't think so. Uh, he'll be there. Uh, but yeah, like with Cade and and with all the Rockets talent, it, it, like they're set up here. They're, they're like you see it right that mm-hmm. it could take uh, another year in most cases, maybe two, um, to get back into the mix. But no one's like I, all four of those. I don't go like oh they're they're screwed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I think uh, the Rockets have a lot of solid guys, and it's solid across the board, but I think the Magic and Pistons just have a, a touch more star power in, in Boncaro and Cade Cunningham. So they've done they all, all four have done really well to get solid guys, uh, and t- you're just looking for a star, baby. And it's interesting how uh, the Thunder got their star when you look back how they were able to acquire Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Right. It wasn't even through the draft. It was through the trade via trade via trade via trade. It was Paul George that they had, that they got because of Victor Oladipo, uh, who they got in a trade originally from the Magic. Uh, so that was for Serge Ibaka. So uh, that, that's, it's they got their star through a whole bunch of trades. Everybody's looking for a star. The Rockets, I wonder... You know, who materializes? Is it going to be Jalen Green? Shengun, obviously, they both look great. Uh, but Boncaro and, and Cade, you can build around those guys. And super excited for the Thunder. Like the Rockets are doing, um, they have so many athletic guys to go around Shea and Chet. So I think they sh- they, they have the makings of just being good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully the Rockets get a star to do that as well. Uh, next question here from Vic Vic. <laughs> do you see a scenario... <laughs> Where no team in the Western Conference cracks 50 wins. Vic Vic, I think there's a lot of parity, potential, that we don't even have a 50-win season. Does anyone have a, uh, a response to this? Is Vic Vic reaching on this one? <laughs> the man is reaching. He's reaching. The man or woman. The, the, the man-man or woman-woman here is reaching. Vic Vic... It would be hard. That would be very hard to do. They, yeah. Like, the Nuggets are 24 and 13... They're 37 games in, so if they're one and three the next four games, they're basically on pace, you know, halfway through the season to be a 50 win team. But yeah. that, I mean, they'd have to. No, they'd all have to lose to each other, and somebody's got to win games. <laughs> it, it just doesn't really I, make sense. I went back through Basketball Reference, like all the seasons for the last, like basically this century, right? So since like 2000, I can only find when you remove uh, shortened seasons, of course, like uh, the lockout and the last couple seasons that we had because of the pandemic and all that where they took away games. But I can only find one instance where in one conference we only had one 50-win team. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find one over the last like 22-plus years where there was none in either conference. And it was, you'll ne- well, you'll never guess it, but the 02-03 season in the East, we only had one 50-win team. And it was the Pistons at 50 and 32. And then there was a lot of 49s and 48s and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bad times at the Eastern Conference right, in the right, early 2000s. Right. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other instances where there's only two 50-win teams in a conference. Uh, usually it's a lot in the East. In the West, there was usually a lot more. But I don't think this is happening here, Vic Vic. Three right. teams are on pace yeah. to win 50 games uh, right now. So I think there will probably be two. As the season goes on, the bad teams that are competitive right now, those are going to be easy wins come March and April. Right, so right. that's how you end up stacking up wins. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll get a couple teams. Yeah. How many? Respect, though. Respect to Vic Vic's uh, foresight here. The West is oh, yeah. filled with parity. There's no doubt. But, yeah, there will be a split at some point. Do you hope one day, uh, one conference, every team will be... Well, I guess every team in the league, both conferences, 41, 41. 41 and 41, and it will all be decided by tiebreakers. Parody. Yeah. Ah, I love that. <laughs> I love thinking about that. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Vic Vic. I don't think it's happening. There's going to be a couple 50-win teams. Not a lot, probably, but uh, it'll be a lot of, like we've seen before, like 48-win teams, 49-win teams, something like that. I'll tell you one thing that there's no parody with, these email names that are being sent in. This one from Buddha B. Well, these are tweets. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In today's day and age, their names. <laughs> Buddha B says, what is your starting five, quote, most fun players to watch team from the East, specifically 
and from the West. Let's do them both. Uh, then, which team do you think would win a best of three series? All right, a fun team to watch in the sure. East, fun team to watch in the West, and who would win a best of three? Okay, well, I'll give you mine. Just my most fun players to watch. From fun, fun times. This is obviously very, very subjective. These are not the best players in the league, but ones that I want to see play. I did take out some guys that were sort of injured, like I took Zion like out of the mix just because he picked up this injury. But anyway, uh, I'll start in the East. My most fun team to watch this season. I got Giannis. I got Kevin Durant. I got Kyrie Irving. I got Halliburton. Hmm. And then I was struggling with my fifth, if I'm being honest. I went with a wild pick for myself, but I love this guy when he's on. Because he's got a dog in him. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I went with Jimmy. He's fun. Of course. So Giannis, Katie, Kyrie... Tyrese Halliburton and Jimmy Butler. Okay, that's my East. Please hold your thoughts on who will win a best of three series. Uh, in the West, Jokic, Luka, Curry, though I just broke my rule that I said, you know, no injured players, but I'm putting Curry in there. Uh, John Morant, and then uh, you know me, I'm a big SGA fan, and I love the way that guy slithers around. Uh, so I went with those. The Joker, Luka, Curry, Ja, SGA. Who's winning? That battle. I love that it's a best of three. (laughs) (laughs) Not one game. Not five. Not seven. Just three. Which team's better? It's got to be the the West. West. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By far. I mean, you're taught Luka, Jokic, Curry, and Ja. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's, I mean, that's a that's a four MVPs basically. Yeah, but what about Only that defense from Giannis and Jimmy Butler? <laughs> you're not allowed to play defense in the NBA. No, anymore, you're not. So. No, you're not. Okay. okay. Anyway, who some emissions on your? T- or I'm sure there's some other names that Kuzma? you enjoy. Kuzma, <laughs> of course, you love him. I love watching Kuzma. I mean, yeah, you can pick the most famous guys in the league. Those guys are fun. Shangun is on my list. He's yeah. one of my three most watchable players this year. Uh, I got DeRozan over Jimmy Butler, and I've got Embiid over Kyrie Irving. Okay. What do yeah, you got? Any, uh, I had him beat over Kyrie. Uh, I think you named them all the ones I was looking at. That's it. Done. No more fun players in the league. There's a lot of fun players in this yeah, in the National yeah, Basketball Association right now. I enjoyed Darren Fox a lot last night. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a whole bunch, but well done, everybody. Uh, next one, final one from Jobber ninety nine. Classic. With NBA players taking better care of their bodies to maximize longevity, is it finally time to bring back the old timers game? Make it a half court if you have to. Tass, you were talking about All-Star Weekend. That's a good You said it's bad now. You said you'd rather watch hockey's All-Star Skills Challenge, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a, it, I think it, that's more to do with the NHL Skills Challenge. Okay, okay. It's just damn good. <laughs> okay. uh, but, yeah, we could have a free throw missing contest at uh, All-Star Weekend. Yep. We could also have the oldies go play. That's, that's a great question from Jobber. Um, and I think you may have to fill out some of the roster with some jobbers. I mean, just with some guys who can run up and down the floor because I don't think you can fill out f- full rosters of old guys. Yeah. They used to do this. They used to do this, and <laughs> Go guys got clips. injured, yeah. so they stopped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Heinsohn's big belly, God rest his soul, was going up and down the floor, pulled a hammy, get him off the floor. So uh, it makes, but uh, but I like Jobber's question here because guys are just way more conscious of keeping in shape. That being said, um, you know, thirty minutes uh, in uh, Planet Fitness on the treadmill is a little different than running up and down the floor. But if you pass a fitness test, I think you got to go through a little fitness test to to be able to play. Oh, I should put that on the air too. I like that Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Old timers fitness test. <laughs> yeah, for the sickos on ESPN two, yeah. whatever you can ESPN news maybe watch that. Sure, uh, I mean like like Ray Allen can go play right now. You know, right, like, like those, how how old? Yeah, exactly. What, what constitutes an old timer? Mid timers would be easy. Like it's Dirk? called the big three. They do it all the time. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think it would be hard to fill out rosters at all. It's like. There's an entire roster at NBA TV of guys who just got out of the league. There's an old, another roster of guys who have their own podcast. There's a whole other yep. roster yep. of guys who are on the broadcast call. Like, roll Stacey King out there. Let's see if he can play. <laughs> Stacey King versus Ryan Hollins. Those are a couple of guys who are on broadcast. J.J. Reddick still looks great. Richard Jefferson was playing in the league like two seasons yep. ago. Yep. There's a lot of guys who were just out of the league who could easily go and play. So yeah, this. But would you want to watch that game? No, I don't watch the big three. <laughs> yeah. No, I watch the NBA. <laughs> right. That's smart. That's smart. Because those guys are, we're talking like forty max. Those the the big three guys, like they're around that age. They're young. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But the old timers game was yeah they were ju- old well but that I guess this is the That's point that Jobber's saying so like 40, <laughs> 40, 20 years ago you know felt felt old but these guys are you know playing so much longer that they're probably still in in fairly good condition and they don't feel as old but maybe that's me saying that as a 42 year old no they can get up and down and they can play okay you're right the jobber's right they could play uh yeah we're what age are we going here even if you go a little older there's some older guys like i said ray allen Reggie Miller cycles up and down mountains in california he can play yeah yeah look they put like usually what two aside in the celebrity game like they pick they pick a couple olds like legends you know pippin's played before i think yeah. and yeah. Uh, mullins played mm-hmm. i mean it's like off the top of my head here but like so there's there's guys it's just the question is does anybody care to watch the game i i guess maybe because it's been so long i could see like oh let's let's see if ray allen's still got the three point shot it might be interesting for a half or something but do it every like once every ten years, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. I don't think it's like of, needs to be every season. Uh, X players, yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. why I think you got to involve all the people who have their own media empires. That way, they can talk trash about. Yeah, it I like on that podcast. Okay, Ooh, so like nice. get, nice we're getting up. Gilbert Arenas out there. Yeah, exactly. We're Gilbert getting... Arenas talking trash. Oh, JJ Reddick couldn't guard me when yeah, we were in the yeah. NBA. He can't guard me now. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Get the knuckleheads. Get the knuckleheads. Yeah. Get Stephen Jackson. Get Matt yep. Barnes. There's a lot of guys around who are just recently playing. Create content around the game. Look at that. <laughs> they already missed the chance to do my greatest idea. It would have been perfect at NBA 75. Can they still dunk? Get all of the 75 <laughs> greatest players up. out there. Let's just see if they can still dunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's you want to see Dr. J dunk at 65? That'd be pretty cool. It's true. I brought that up <laughs> with my family over uh, Christmas weekend. It's Dr. J. Oh. Walking by him at All-Star Weekend, still looking cool at yep. 60. And the second thing I said was... He dunked at 60. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Right. Everybody loves a guy who can dunk. You got yeah. something there, Jobber99. We're in for at least one uh, one year of it. Uh, let's yeah. test it out, this old-timers game. Uh, half court or not, it doesn't matter. Keep your questions coming, though. Tweet them in, at NoDunkSync. Email them in, NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com, or drop them in the YouTube comments. Got to take our final break. When we come back, pick them results, and tweet of the night. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Wow, we are now playing classic ad reads. (laughs) (laughs) TBT. The classic small throat ad read (laughs) from our guy Tassie. It's it's legendary. Uh, Pick-up results last night. It was that Wizards-Bucks game. Milwaukee, they were the favorites by eight and a half points, so had to win by nine or more, and they pulled it out in the end. Oh, boy, we were watching on playback. Living and dying with every final possession. So that's a win again for Trey. You're a perfect in 2023 or 2-0. I'm 1-1 with that victory. And Tass, 0-2. Still looking for your first one here in January. Million games on tonight because it's Wednesday, I assume. Big big slate tonight. And the Bulls are hosting the Nets in one of the big games. And there's a big line in it. Five and a half points. 
the Chicago Bulls are getting as the home dog. <laughs> Can lose by five in cover. Okay, I get trade taking the Bulls. What? Why are you? Five and a half points at home. I'm taking wow, it. Wow, all right. Lock. All right. I don't care who's playing. I mean, Nets have won 12 straight, man. You know, if. KD's going to score 58 tonight. Oh, that's a. What do you think is over under is tonight? <laughs> oh, it's got to be 35 plus. Go 35 over. and a half, yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of season highs against the Chicago yeah. Bulls if you're over six foot two. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I had BKN in there. And I switched up to Chicago. I couldn't do it. I mm. couldn't do wow, it to my guys, wow. but uh, I don't know. I'm going to be watching that last two-minute report. <laughs> Need something to complain about tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Hey, look. As we as we could, uh, just saw last night, anything can happen in this league. I think a lot of people probably would have had the Celtics uh, steamroll in the thunder without SGA. Instead, they got 150 put on their head. All right. So the Nets got to win by six or more on the road in Chicago. Tweet of the night time. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, a couple things uh, real quick. First of all, shout out to all of our listeners on Pocket Cast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to shout out some of the uh, the other third-party apps out there that people listen to. You know, it's not all Podbean. Not all Podbean out there. Number two, <laughs> circle back right here. Kevin Durant over under for tonight, according to BetMGM, 28 and a half. Oh, yeah, take the over. <laughs> take it. Take that over. I mean, I guess your one concern would be if they blow them out. I mean, he only had like, yes, what, 25 the other certainly. night and then yeah. 30 minutes or something? Yeah, okay, but hit the over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bulls have actually been playing yeah. their best basketball yeah. of the season right now, so maybe they will keep it close. That'd be nice. Uh, but like like we said, there was a million games on on Monday night, also a million games on tonight. Right. This we missed from a Monday night game. This yeah. is a tweet from Jackson Frank, who alerted the internet to a funny ending to the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden closed out Monday's game, spinning the ball on his finger for like 15 seconds. <laughs> Joel Embiid offered to take the shot clock violation and turnover, but Harden didn't care about the turnover. They just wrestled for the ball. It's <laughs> just a funny ending to a game. Yeah, you know? hilarious. Usually it's like, haha, I'll pass you the ball at the very last second. You sucker, now you got a shot clock yeah. violation turnover over but these guys like each other so much that they're fighting over a turnover undeniable evidence that the vibes are great in philadelphia right now i don't know if you would have said that a month and a half into the season but harden and Embiid, they seem to be getting along yeah spinning and joking that's by the way way more disrespectful to the other team than a team like throwing down a fast break dunk, dunk on the yeah. break. That's way more disrespectful. I would have to agree. Like, we're literally Harlem Globetrotting on your ass here because we beat you. <laughs> you know? I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's we're very funny. We're so bad, we're arguing over who gets a turnover. Yeah, yeah. That is bad. Right. That's like, Devontae Green, or excuse me, Graham, like, steps in there. It almost looks like, what should I do here? Should I, <laughs> should I fight Should you? I slap the ball away? Should I get it? Do I let him just keep spinning it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Bede's I... sort of blocking him so he can't get to it. Hilarious. Uh, on both counts. I would say if I was in beat, I, I would know that Harden wouldn't give a crap about a turnover, right? Why would Harden well, isn't care? Well, is a, a shock? Uh, is, is it a team, team violation? Turnover? turnover? Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I don't it's know. a strange one. You got to. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't a little bit more of a defender on James Harden. <laughs> Last night, this is how bad gambling is. Last night, we're watching on playback, 10-point spread, 24 seconds to go, and Milwaukee is dribbling up the clock. The game is over. They're up 10. Yeah. But the line was 8.5. So if the Wizards steal the ball and score, oh, yeah. uh, the shot clock was off. But I was thinking, play D. Because, <laughs> I, because I took the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, at the same time... Gambling is rough, I'll say that, and also, don't do it, and also, <laughs> you gotta play to the last second. Everybody's gotta play oh, to the last second. We, we don't even podcast to the last second, man, let alone play a competitive basketball game. <laughs> we don't. We mail it in in the C block all the time. We're doing I it thought right you now. said the C block's the best block. Well, it's coming back. It's not gonna come back. Yeah, sometimes it's fourth quarter, uh, man. This, is, this is a good question. The C block is only good because of the stream team. So we're talking about spinning it on his finger like Harden was. What are like the most disrespectful things or funny things you could do at the end of the game? Gma <laughs> says, put the ball under your jersey like you're pregnant. <laughs> good one. <laughs> what else? Instant tech. Instant tech. <laughs> Tuck in that jersey, son. I like that one. Uh, let's think of some other ones, like just to how about to really be disrespectful at the end. Lay of the down game. as if the basketball <laughs> is a pillow. <laughs> sure. That would be bad. Taking night night to the next level. Uh, this would get you a fine, but just straight punt the ball like up in the air, <laughs> oh, just yeah. kick it twenty yeah, yards up. Yeah. yeah, 
a globe trotter is put it on your right arm, get it over to your oh, left arm, yeah, 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 yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. I would get you a tech or two. <laughs> We're gonna need Jerome to uh, Photoshop in a basketball moving across the back of your arms. Yeah, you send it. Send it from you. Oh yeah. Over to Tass to all me. Right, all right. We'll see how this goes. This is. Uh, this are, is are, good. Oh, we go. Okay. Yeah. Toss Ball's it right here, right now. Fake ball. Yeah. Fake ball. <laughs> all right. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the solo, (laughs) Jay. You said we don't podcast to the last second, man. Those are classic bits. Well, that is great. That's great audio right there. I'll tell you that. Uh, That's why you got to join us on YouTube, everybody. That's right. Fun, fun ending to the show. Thanks again for all the questions, guys. Uh, Love the stream team. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't. Share the show with your friends. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review if you are a podcast listener. Five-star Friday on the Drop Podcast this week. Let's call it there, though. Back tomorrow to try and recap the... How many games? <laughs> 11, 12. Uh, yeah, many. Lots. But we'll be here at 10 a.m. Eastern live from the Classic Factory from this box that we put ourselves in <laughs> every day. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I was hoping that we weren't going to podcast hard until the last second because I'm uh, I'm tired. <laughs> um, as you could tell, it was a little loopy off the top and throughout this show. No sleep last night. <laughs> Ooh. A lot of rain. Storms the here. Crack of thunder. Thunder was rolling, eh, Garth? <laughs> that was loud, man. Was loud. I slept. I, I usually sleep like a damn baby. I was up all night last night, being woken up from the storm. Yeah. Hopefully everybody's all right. Yep. We go from tornado warnings to flash flood warnings today. Yeah. And Georgians, not the best drivers. I'll oh. say that. <laughs> oh. yeah. so be careful out there. Yeah. Be very careful driving out today. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Embrace the day, people.